In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Last year, it, it, it happened for the first time on Ash Wednesday, there was a, a young woman, some of you maybe remember this, she came in right as we were finishing up the Ash Wednesday services, and it was the same schedule, we had English worship at 6 p.m., and then Spanish worship at, at 7 p.m. And she maybe came in at about 7.30. And I, and I guess she thought I was a pastor. Maybe I was dressed like one or something like that. And she came up to me and she said, she said, Pastor, can I get the imposition of ashes? And, and in, my, in my very Minnesota way of responding to that, I said, you bet. Because <laughs> that's what Minnesotans say. They say, you bet. And so I invited her to come into the chapel here. And I smudged with ashes the sign of the cross on her forehead. And I said, dust you are, and to dust you will return. The words that, that Christians have been speaking over each other for now thousands of years on, on Ash Wednesday. On, on reflecting about that, she, she left. She was in and out of here in, in about five minutes. And I never saw her again. In reflecting upon that, I thought that was the cheapest and the easiest Ash Wednesday reconciliation with God that I've ever seen. But isn't that what our culture is saying to us about Ash Wednesday? Have you noticed this in the news? And this has been happening just in recent years, as far as I can tell, that that the clergy people, they'll put on their nice robes, white, and maybe their beautiful colored stoles, and they will stand right outside of your subway stop. It's really convenient for you. Just go to, to Times Square or Union Square, and, and you can make a line behind two or three other people. And in the time that it takes for you to order a hamburger or a double cheeseburger, you can have your reconciliation with God. You can have someone smudge on your forehead, ashes, and they will speak the words out of you, and then you're out of there. And and every year it comes up in the news, and I saw it again this morning. I was checking for it because I knew I was going to talk about this. Again, there's a church where you could literally drive, they called it, drive through ashes. So these people would show up and they put it on the news and they said, I don't have time for church, so I'm sure glad that I can get my drive through ashes. Cheap and easy reconciliation with God. Is that the Apostle Paul's approach to reconciliation with God? Is that... Is that what he encourages, just make it cheap and easy, as quick as you can order a hamburger. No, if we want to reclaim Ash Wednesday, then we need to open up the Bible. And we need to hear what God's Word has to say about reconciliation with God. And the chosen text, one of the chosen texts for Ash Wednesday is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read those verses to you now. We implore you on Christ's behalf, 
be reconciled to God. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For He says, in the time of salvation, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. This is maybe a sad commentary on our culture right now, but New Yorkers, they want it quick and dirty and easy. They want to have Ash Wednesday reconciliation in the time that you can make order a Happy Meal at McDonald's. And if you don't give that to them, well, a lot of people just don't even bother anymore. Cheap and easy. Hit and run, we're going to call it. What adjectives, we just read this in the Bible, what adjectives would you use to describe the Apostle Paul's approach to reconciliation with God? I'll give you one. Urgent. Urgent, right? Listen to what he says again. We implore you. In other translations of the Bible, he says, we beg you. We beseech you. So, so in other words, he gets on his, his metaphoric knees in front of the Corinthian congregation and he starts to say to them, this is ridiculous that I have to do this. But I don't want you to be in hell someday. I'm begging you. I am imploring you. Don't separate yourself from God. His urgency is clear, isn't it? Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Because tomorrow? Because tomorrow it might be too late, he says. That's the first adjective I would use to describe the Apostle Paul's approach to reconciliation with God. It's urgent. Do it now, he says. The second word that I would use to describe the Apostle Paul's approach to reconciliation with God is not cheap and easy. It's costly. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Don't, don't walk out of here tonight thinking, it cost me a lot to be reconciled with God. Because the fact of the matter is, you have no spiritual equity that you can give to God to reconcile yourself to Him. What do you have? What good thing could you offer to God and say, God, this is good enough so that now I am in Your good graces. You have nothing. Even though the Apostle Paul is literally a beggar in this section. The real beggar is you and me. We're the beggars. We have nothing that we can offer to God. So, it could not be costly to us. And it wasn't. To you, it, it was free. 
But your reconciliation with God, we could say, was costly. It cost you nothing but. It cost Him everything. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. He says, God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. The Apostle Paul, he can only be talking here about Jesus. It cost you nothing, but it cost him everything. Do you want to see? Do you want to see what your sin looks like? I'll show it to you. Your sin looks like a crown of thorns being pounded time and time again into the brow of the only true king this world has ever known. Your sin looks like nails going into the hands and feet of the Son of God. Your sin, it looks like the author of life lying dead in a tomb. That's what it looks like. Your reconciliation with God, it cost you nothing, but it costed Him. It literally costed Him everything. On Ash Wednesday, our reconciliation with God is neither cheap nor easy. Instead, it is urgent and it is costly. I I suppose... I suppose that it is possible that you could contemplate all of this and take it all in, confess your sins and believe the gospel of what Jesus has done for you in the time it takes for you to order a hamburger. I suppose that that's possible, but isn't there a better way? I think there is. And that's why the church, every single year with this very... Rhythmic flow, we begin the season of Lent. And we take a time like Ash Wednesday to consider our reconciliation with God and the fact that it was costly and it is still urgent. And I want to urge you, I implore you, I beseech you, I beg you that during this season of Lent that you would take time during these 40 days of Lent, and sit with the Lord daily, confess your sins, and believe the Gospel. Amen. Please please stand. We'll confess our Christian faith with the word.